Hey, this is Mark with A Present Word, where scripture is shared with insightful and practical applications for you today. Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Verse 8 tells us that it's by grace you've been saved through faith, not of works, so no one can boast. But it's interesting, Paul goes on and he starts talking about works, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works. These are things God has prepared beforehand, that once we're saved, that we would walk in them, that we would do them. In the Gospel of John, chapter 3, starting in verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. In verse 3, the Lord says, You must be born again to be able to see the kingdom of God. And in verse 5, he says, You need to be born of water and the Spirit to enter the kingdom of God. Born again to see the kingdom, born of water, and the Spirit to enter the kingdom of God. When Jesus was talking with Nicodemus, he mentioned water and the Spirit to enter the kingdom. He did not mention blood, because he had not gone to the cross and shed his blood for the remission of our sins. It would go to John chapter 9, starting in verse 1. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I want to refer this back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, where it said that, For his workmanship, he created us in Christ Jesus for good works. These were prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I believe this is what the Lord Jesus was walking in, were these works that Father had prepared beforehand that he should walk in them. Likewise, we also should be walking in good works. It's not salvation because we know you can't get saved through works. Verse 6, when he said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed his eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Yet the only thing the blind man had to do was go to the pool and wash. He had the clay on his eyes, so he he went and washed. Through washing, he gained vision. He could now see the kingdom of God. He was born again. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This man was now seeing the kingdom of God. In 1 John chapter 5, starting in verse 7, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. 
that's easy to get. They're in heaven. The Father's there. The Word's there, which the Word of God is the Lord Jesus, the Son of God, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. That's the Trinity. That's the Godhead. Verse 8, and there are three that bear witness on earth. So verse 7 is the heavenly perspective. Verse 8 is now the witness on earth. So we have the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. John's able to bring the blood in because Christ had now gone to the cross and he shed his blood for us for the remission of sins. In heaven, the three, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, they're one. But on earth, the Spirit, water, and blood, these three agree as one. So there's an agreement on earth that these three should be working, working in our life. If we go back to the Gospel of John in chapter 13, starting in verse 6, and he came to Simon Peter. Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. The washing was important because the Lord has predestined these works for us to walk in. The Lord's walking in the kingdom of heaven. He wants us to be moving and entering the kingdom of heaven, not in eternity, yes, but now as well. We can presently work with the Lord in the kingdom of heaven that's on earth. Let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done on earth. So it's important that the Lord washed his feet. And I believe Peter did understand afterwards that the washing was a critical part beyond salvation. Salvation's a free gift. It's not of works, but afterward to participate in these works that Father preordained that we should walk in them, there's a further working that we need to do. See John chapter 3, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, we get born again. We can see the kingdom of heaven. We know we're born again, but the Lord said, I want to bring you into this sanctification process, this washing. See, I've forgiven you of all your past sins, but as you move forward, we live we live on the earth. We live in a satanic kingdom. You know, the God of this world has blinded the uh, all the eyes of, you know, the unbelievers. Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 25. This is Christ. Paul's referring to Christ and his church. Verse 25, Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. There's the washing, that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish. In other words, we have to allow the Lord to wash us by the water of his word. Many people would say, well, that sounds like works. That sounds like I have to do something. Yeah, yeah, salvation's a free gift, but once you're a believer, if you want to work with the Lord and move in the spirit and enter into the kingdom of heaven realm, the heavenly realm, you have to allow the Lord to come in and wash and cleanse. And we get saved, you know, some of us are in pretty bad condition. Salvation is a free gift. We believe by faith. We become believers. And then the Lord says, you're mine. I put a seal on you, but now let me begin to wash and cleanse you and prepare you to live with me. In addition, I have works for you to do while you're here on earth. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
the Gospel of John 15.3 says, You are already clean because of the words which I have spoken to you. So the Word of God is a cleansing agent. It's something that has to be actively working in our lives every day. Back to 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his, Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all of our sins. So this is a, related to present sins, not past sins prior to us being saved or, or born from above, Jesus told Nicodemus. This is a present further work of confessing our sins, walking in the light, having fellowship with the Lord, fellowship with one another, and that the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all of our sins. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. And in other words, in the spirit realm, there is a there is an odor that we give off. It could be foul or it could be pleasant. And you can trace this back through the Old Testament, that the Lord does smell things. We in the natural realm may think we smell fine. We can put cologne on and we can cleanse ourselves naturally, but in the spirit we have to cleanse ourselves. The only washing remedy is the water of the word and the cleansing power of the blood. Ephesians 5.1, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice for a sweet-smelling aroma. And that's why the Lord says that I want to come in, let my word wash you, let my blood cleanse you. So it's a further work beyond salvation that we have to be uh, in this process of, of sanctification, allowing the Lord to have his way in our life. And the benefit of this is that we can then enter into the kingdom realm and we can complete these works that Paul is talking about in Ephesians 2 verse, verse 10, these good works that God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. But to walk in them, you have to be walking in the spirit. You have to be able to access the heavenly realm. If this process doesn't work in your life, okay, you're born again, you're saved, you're believing upon the Lord, but if you're not letting the Lord cleanse you from all of your present sins, then you can do good works, but they're good works that we choose to do to help our fellow man. We all start there, but there's something that God has prepared beforehand, before we were born, that we would complete these works that he's predestined. And these works are related to his kingdom. So we have to enter and have access and move with him in the light, in the kingdom of heaven, to finish these good works. The Apostle Paul said several times, I must finish my course. I must finish that which the Lord has set before me. Many get saved, they're grateful for their salvation, and they stop there. They don't enter into the kingdom realm. They're not in this washing and sanctifying process, and it keeps us out of the life of God and the life of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, starting in verse 7, Now therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourself be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do those things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Now Paul's speaking to the believers. He's, he's writing to the Corinthian church. 
Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, or covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, set apart, for you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Yes, the Lord forgave us, he washed us of all of our sins, but as we go forward in life, We have to make a choice to maintain that cleaning process that we're allowing the Lord to wash our feet, to wash our eyes, to wash, you know, our our thoughts, that we're exchanging our thoughts for his thoughts, our mind for his mind. There's always a pressure for us to go back to our former lifestyle and the way of doing things, and the Corinthian church was doing this. Yes, they were born again, but they were taking each other the law. And these are not the way of the kingdom of heaven. We're to be walking in forgiveness and humility and to loving one another. Second Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 22, the deception of false teachers who are speaking great swelling words of emptiness, and they allure through the lusts of the flesh. But it goes on in verse 22, but it happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to his own vomit and a sow having washed to wallowing in the mire. That's what Paul's relating to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 6. Do not be deceived. See, we were all people that were doing all forms of unrighteousness, but God has washed us. He's cleansed us from our sins. But there's always the pull to go back. And in this case, Peter's saying, a sow having washed her wallowing and her mire returns. We're not to return to our old life or our natural man. We're to allow this continuous work of the Holy Spirit the word, the washing of the water, and the cleansing of the blood to bring us into the heavenly dimension so that we can enter the kingdom of heaven now and do these good works God has prepared beforehand that each one of us should complete. Titus 3, five. not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of the regeneration of the renewing of the Holy Spirit. So this isn't a work that we just kind of pump ourselves up and, you know, this is something that can only be done by the Holy Spirit. So as we meditate upon the word, as we spend time in prayer, that this washing, this regeneration, as we confess our sins daily, as we walk in forgiveness, and these are things that, that causes the regeneration, the renewing of our inner man and even our outer man by the work of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 10.22, let us draw near with a true heart of full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Revelation 1 verse 5, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And it's a continuous process of his washing. We read 1 John 1, 7, see, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all of our sin. John understood what he was writing. He knew that we, the sacrifice of Christ's life on the cross paid the penalty of our sin, and it's something that we continue to apply because we sin. There's teaching out there that once you get saved, you don't have to repent there's no further work that we are to participate with the Lord in. Well, I don't agree with that. I believe that the Lord is looking for us daily to walk in the light so that we have fellowship with one another and this blood of Christ is cleansing us. Why? Because when we're in fellowship and community and unity with each other, 
we're confessing our sins, we're, we're allowing the Word of God to wash us and cleanse us. And we say, Lord, let your blood, you know, cleanse me from, cover all, all of my present sins, all of my impure thoughts and, and natural ways. Wash me, Lord, that I would be prepared for you. Revelation 7, verse 13, Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes, and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation, and washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. This is confirming what I'm teaching, that these are those that have come out of the great— Now, we live in the world, and in the world you'll have tribulation. So many times we think of this as like the end of days, you know, the the, the final, you know, seven years. But this is, you know, we all live in, in great tribulation in the world today. Yes, there is a great tribulation coming, but we live in a present tribulation, and we're to be washing our robes. See, and they, and these are the came out and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. See, this is an act of work that the saints are doing. It's something we're doing after salvation. We're washing ourselves. We're washing our robes, our garment, our mind, and we're making them white through the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple, and he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Now, many read this and say, this is when we get to heaven. And yes, it is. It is a future word, but it's also a present word. Verse 17, for the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them, right? It says he dwells among them. Well, we know that the Lord is always dwelling among his people, right? He's present. Two or more gathered on there in the midst. The Lord's always in the midst of his people. We see in Revelation, the opening, the Lord's there in the midst of the churches. This is a present word that we can enter into and that we were brought to these living fountains of water. That's the life. That's, you know, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. For those rivers of living water to flow, we have to be involved in the, the process of the sanctification allowing him to wash us, the word of God washing us. There are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. These all have, they're they're bearing witness. We're letting them work in our life. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they're one, they're in agreement, and we're coming into an agreement to what he's provided for us to overcome the evil one, to walk a victorious life and become overcomers. Revelation 19.7, And let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. His wife, that's those that have made themselves ready. Well, how do we do that? We do that by the Spirit, the water, the washing of the water, the Word, the blood, see, confessing our sins daily, Walking in the light as he is in the light, being in fellowship with those that are allowing this process to go on in their in their life, because now you're fellowshipping in something that you're you're able to enter into the kingdom of heaven and move in that dimension. You have great fellowship because you're now in the spirit together and you're moving with the Lord. You're entering into these these works that He has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I hope this message was helpful to you today. If you'd like to be notified of future podcasts, click the follow button. If you're on Google, click subscribe. This is a free podcast. 
We are a listener-supported ministry. If you would like to donate, click the PayPal link in this podcast. If you're on our website, click the heart button on the upper right corner. If you don't have a PayPal account, you can still use this link to give using your credit or debit card. To contact me, my email is apresentword at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Thank you.